0: And then if you think about trans, if you think about transphobia, it's the, it, it's kind of the source is kind of the idea that like, one, there is, there are only two genders. The gender binary is, is set in stone and it is immutable. If you are born with a penis, you are a man and that's just the way it is. And vice versa, if you're born with a vagina, you are a woman and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And those things cannot be changed and you have to accept those roles. Education. I'm your host Betsy Rothrock and this is a podcast about everything you've wanted to know about trans people but we're too afraid to ask each week I have a conversation with my sister and friend about a topic related to the trans experience and answer all of his weird questions I'm joined again by my co-host and dear friend an internationally renowned tit man everybody's Bobby full <laughs> hi Bobby <laughs> I'm more of an ass man, but what's okay, up, Okay, well, what's fair up? enough. We'll, we were talking about tits last episode, and I we know. are international, so it's facts.
1: International. Yeah, what's up, world? <laughs> what's up? What's up, planet Earth? How's everything?
0: Yeah, we, we fucking hit Australia last, last week, so. Yeah,
1: overworked Going and glo- underpaid. Global, worldwide.
0: Yeah. Going global. Yeah, underpaid is right. We need to start <laughs> making some money off this shit.
1: Seriously. <laughs>
0: All right, not even that. Just, uh, it's just
1: crazy to, to you know. Have that social reach, you know, with, with I know, you know, between Twitter and and everything, Reddit, all that good stuff. We're actually on Reddit now. Um, yes, you could, you could find you. us uh, at the CIS Education Podcast on Reddit. So
0: uh, keep your eye out for us, and um, if you have any questions, holler at us. Whatever. Yeah, we're ta- yeah. Thank you for setting that up, and I'm gonna set up an Instagram at some point. I don't really use Instagram, so it's like uh, it's tricky for me because I actually have to start using social media more just to get get the word out for this but you know what i think it's worth it
1: it is worth you know? it and, and you know what like personally <laughs> i'm trying to stay away from social media because it's just like sensory overload i mean mm-hmm. fucking hell. yeah you know it's it's uh you, you get your timeline cleansers you know like uh like a a dog licking a, a baby cub like yeah leopard, like weird
0: know? yeah with unlikely animal friends yeah. right
1: right but then it's just like hate and hate and climate change just like flooding the world I've seen that subways right. subways in China underwater houses in Germany just like floating down the street so it's, it's I know it's, I'm trying to stay away from that but the podcast all about it um all about reaching out and and breaking down that fourth wall and and uh moving forward you know breaking down the hell door
0: yeah hell yeah hell yeah all right. So getting into t- this week's episode, um, last w- the last two weeks, we went over my whole origin story. And a couple concepts that were introduced through that were gender dysphoria and gender euphoria. So this week, we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into those.
1: Okay. What kind of deep dive?
0: All right. Get well, up. To to start off, we're going to go through dysphoria and then euphoria and then kind of connect everything together at the end. Okay. Uh, So dysphoria, if you want to get a, a specific definition, it comes from the Greek word dysphoros, which means to bear with difficulty. And the Mayo Clinic defines dysphoria or gender dysphoria as the feeling of discomfort or distress that might occur in people whose gender identity differs from their sex assigned at birth. And I think that's a pretty concise definition. Um, Like I said in our last two episodes, dysphoria is that that generalized feeling that everybody kind of understands about trans people that we just kind of know that something's wrong, something's off. And I like that definition because it also includes non-binary people. It says specifically, you know, whose gender identity differs from their sex assigned at birth. It doesn't say that it has to be specifically on the binary, on the opposite side. It can just be different from what they've been assigned
1: quick question uh sorry yeah. to inter- interrupt you there um so now this is a, a term that still confuses me so the non-binary is essentially an individual who just has no gender designation correct they just don't is that is that right am i getting that right
0: i not necessarily it can um what you're describing just has somebody that just does not ascribe to any sort of gender identity that's called agender uh, kind of like same things like asexuals or people that don't have, you know, sexual attraction to anyone. That's called an, an agender person or somebody that just doesn't have gender be- at all. There are plenty of other different, like there are a bunch of different other non-binary identities. Uh, there's right. bigender people can identify as both. And there's a there's a person on Twitter actually who I don't follow, and like I don't interact with, but I see pictures of them. Every once in a while, and they are the most gender fucky person I've ever seen. It's actually really cool. What do you mean? Okay, so like they gender fucky. (laughs) Yeah, gen, yes, just gender fuckery, just completely. uh, (laughs) So, like, they this person um, is assigned male at birth, went through a transition uh, using feminizing hormones, but you know, still has a beard, long hair, goes any which way with their gender expression, doesn't really matter. (laughs) they actually so they've gone through with the feminizing hormones they've grown breasts but now sometimes they'll wear a binder which is something we'll get into when we we talk about transmasculine people a binder is just like takes your breasts and like pushes them down so you get like a flat masculine chest okay so this person is just like all over the fucking place right hey hey, sure so like like non-binary can be like anything that's outside of the the gender binary which the gender binary again is it's exactly what it sounds like it's binary you have men on one side, you have women on the other, and there's nothing in between. You can only be one side of that coin or the other. Sure. Uh, but that's obviously not, that cuts out a huge section of
1: yeah, it does. It does. human
0: existence. And it's very limiting for people It just in general. You know, even if you're cisgender, it's like, it. you know, getting really deep into it, but like that's the gender binary is the source for of toxic masculinity and misogyny. It's- it's all bad it's all bad
1: it, 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 but you know what i see a lot of even uh women i i, I don't wouldn't necessarily classify them as turfs just like old christian republican women who are like there's only two genders there's only two there's only two and it's like the same old fucking bullshit you see yeah. it from, it's not just a tie it's not just a uh masculine anything I, I see ladies do it too
0: well, you know that's internalized misogyny. It again, we live. We, that's the world that we live in. It's in the air that you breathe, so you can't get away from it. It, it. It's an it's an active process to try to break that apart in your own head. So, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that's our little discussion of of misogyny and non binary people. Getting back to dysphoria, the reason that dysphoria is important if you want to talk about um, uh, transness, transgender people uh, transition is that traditionally dysphoria has been considered a requisite and a defining characteristic of transness. Like you can't be, what makes you trans is that you've experienced gender dysphoria. Uh, and number one, that's not necessarily the case, but also cis people's understanding of, of trans people, of transness. Is very often um, viewed through that prism of centering dysphoria. The thing that you know about trans people is that they experience dysphoria, which is a negative feeling, and it kind of frames trans identity and, and transition as a as a a disease almost, as a as a problem that needs to be fixed. And that's one of the big issues. When you discuss this for, if you you think about this for, or talk about this for, particularly with cisgender people who don't have a lot of experience with the trans with um the trans community, when you think about it that way, it becomes a pathologizing. It has a pathologizing effect uh, on your understanding of what being trans is.
1: What do you mean pathologizing effect? Well,
0: well, you know, a pathology is a, like a pathos is a disease, right? So if you pathologize something, you're, you're, you're framing it, you're thinking about it and you're discussing it as if it is a disease. It's something to be treated or cured.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've so, actually heard that, uh, Jesus, for years and years, <clears throat> mostly from, you know, more conservative, uh, um, cis hats, I guess, you know, yeah. um, that's really the, they, they, I've heard it compared to like autism in the same fashion. Like it is like a, a disease or something like something along those lines. I don't firmly believe that, but um, I don't understand it either. I'm not a fucking doctor. So what the hell do I know?
0: Well, I mean, it's, it, it, it is, it's like, that's, that's what they want. They want to pathologize it because they can't accept that people can just be something other than what they are. I don't know. It's really difficult and it's not just conservative people those ideas are everywhere and so like for my experience when I was early into like before my egg crack when I was early in transition it was really hard breaking through that because that's the way you understand you know you have a vision in your head of what a transgender person is and you're like well I'm not that so I can't be
1: right I mean you you'd also have to think that I mean we're on or you're on the forefront of you know um, especially with social media now you know and the outreach that you have and the connections that you've made worldwide nonetheless that hey this is just something like yo it fucking exists it's real accept it deal with it you know there's nothing fucking wrong with it you know right jesus christ but you know as you're explaining dysphoria you're saying more often than not that is something that kind of comes with that transition
0: yeah, and it's, it's, it's important to understand dysphoria because m- most trans people do experience it. Uh, the other thing with um, centering dysphoria in your discussion and your understanding of, of transness is that you don't need to experience dysphoria to be trans or a, a millions and millions of transgender people, we all experience our, our identities differently. And so you don't need to experience gender dysphoria in order to be uh, transgender. And a lot of the time, like in my case, you don't realize I didn't realize that I had dysphoria until I, my egg cracked and I started looking at myself in a different way. And then I realized that all of those things that I was feeling from childhood through adolescence were at, they were, that was dysphoria and, and seeing myself as I was physically started to, you know, physically hurt, you know, and that understanding is what kind of launches you over the edge real quick since i mentioned like becoming understanding and realizing that things i was feeling before were dysphoria there's an article that actually helped me very early in my transition it's called uh quote that was dysphoria Eight Signs and Symptoms of Indirect Gender Dysphoria. It's by uh, a trans woman named Zinnia Jones. It's on the website, genderanalysis.net. And I can throw a link of that uh, in the show notes because I think it's, um, it really helped me because this is one of those things like the check, check box moments that I went through. And I think even for cis people, it's good to read something like this because it gives you a more complete picture of what dysphoria feels like, you know? Sure, yeah. So, so that's that's kind of the issue with with um dysphoria. Like it's important to understand it and and know it because it does exist and it's real, but it's it's you can't let it dominate your understanding. because, like I said, it pathologizes transness. It treats it like a disease, and it can lead to some really harmful ideologies. One that I'm thinking of is called transmedicalism, and we will do an episode about these different types of ideologies. Um, they kind of tie into any conversation you're going to have with TERFs. But transmedicalism basically is that it's a framing and a structuring of the idea of transness as um, as a strictly medical scientific thing. It's like we're not we're not just science experience. We can't take a a pill or get an injection or have some sort of like psychological trick done on us to make us quote unquote better because there's nothing wrong with us
1: another ism thrown in the mix where the where did this uh power structure come out where'd you find this shit
0: (sighs) uh where did the power structure of no um no no.
1: i mean where did you find this fucking the 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 roots i guess of trans medicalism that's right
0: I, trans medicine just honestly it's something i kind of picked up through osmosis and conversations with with other trans people i say it, it's because we confront it it's something that we have to deal with and not just from turfs there are other there are plenty of trans people who subscribe to this this idea and it's wrong it's it, it's really? not oh dude like i said there are millions and millions and millions of us there are going to be there are going to be trans people who are complete shitheads. <laughs> yeah i
1: mean be- human it, beings in general are just inherently shitheads sometimes yeah. you know
0: exactly exactly so you know ugh. grain of salt ugh. i have names running through my head that i'm not going to mention don't,
1: so, no no don't put any up <laughs> don't put it don't give them
0: that air time yo fuck them motherfuckers fuck them bitches all right <laughs> so we that's kind of where our discussion of dysphoria is you know a little bit like real basic understanding of what what that is and where it comes from i think If you're going to like thinking about dysphoria as a way to kind of diagnose, not necessarily diagnose, but to, to define and, and, and use dysphoria as like a characteristic, I think it's also very important to use gender euphoria and think about gender euphoria, uh, on equal measure, if not, you know, centering euphoria, gender euphoria more, if you really want to understand trans identity and the trans experience. So euphoria again, comes from Greek, uh, euphoros, and that means to bear well. So it's literally just the opposite of of dysphoria. And so the um, experience of gender gender euphoria, it just makes things, it just makes, where gender dysphoria makes things almost unbearable, Uh, it makes life difficult, just really, just getting through your life, it makes it difficult. Gender euphoria makes it a lot easier, even enjoyable. Uh, Now there's, I mentioned that article before, there's another article that I found in uh, prepping for this episode uh, called An Unexpected Trans Experience, Uh, Gender Euphoria is What Has Steered My Transition from the Start, and this is by a trans man named Hal Milney, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but this is uh, on another website, the Oxford Blue, and I will again link this in our show notes. I was reading through this, and I thought it, it was a really good primer on the concept of gender euphoria for anybody that might be might be interested so those two articles kind of shape a a general understanding of dysphoria and euphoria if you're if you're interested in reading them and i definitely recommend it
1: you should definitely post those links on the uh education pod on twitter
0: you know what that's a really good idea too and i will
1: please Um, and thank
0: you so the thing about gender eufor- euphoria, and I mentioned this in the last two episodes, is that cisgender people experience it. So this is something that every every single cis person is familiar with. You know what it is. You just probably didn't realize it. Things like uh, men being proud about the size of their dicks or feeling good about having big muscles and being strong. Like that's a gender euphoria for for masculine people. And for women, like, you know, being proud of your breasts or your figure or your soft skin. Like all of those things that make you feel those things about yourself that make you feel feminine that's a gender euphoric moment mm-hmm. and if you're cisgender you're listening to this you know those moments you know them you've had them your whole life you probably experienced one today
1: i'm trying i'm fucking trying <laughs> yeah went, well you're just i went and played basketball today to fucking get rid of this bear belly
0: yeah you're turning into a fat sack of crap so what are we going to do <laughs> fucking 38 dog fuck you <laughs> dude i am too don't feel bad i uh, I, I don't feel bad like my for for two and a half years my ass is just been getting bigger and bigger and now it's starting to sag i'm very upset yo squats and pilates and shit oh man if i start doing squats it's over for all you has yo over. fucking
1: do them. <laughs> dude I, i'm telling you it's just good to be in shape yo it just gets your mind right you know i know mind I know. body spirit mind body spirit
0: and you know i have i have three more years left to to really start you know ramping up you know get that runway going because i want my 40s to be my hottest decade ever could be could be you
1: gotta you gotta fucking stay in shape though everybody out there be healthy and be merry drink your water god i'm trying to fucking stop <laughs> the SIGs. yo the cigs are I, know. Killing
0: me. I know i know
1: the, the the patch worked i tried the patch for like month but then i started drinking alcohol again it was fucking game over yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: they gotta stop at the same time you know you can't yeah fucking, you can't drink booze and if you're a smoker you can't like not smoke six it's just it's the you bomb. have to it's the well, bomb. yeah when you're
0: drinking you have to <laughs> it's fucking great alcohol and cigarettes go together so goddamn well
1: i know i know and when you're trying to get in shape and fucking you know get get your mind body spirit right those gotta go a couple of
0: vices out the door It's true. It's very, very, very true. Right. So uh, with euphoria, you know, everybody knows what it is. And it's that feel, it's a feeling of like uh, something affirming about your gender. So if you're cis or if you're trans feminine, if you're a cis woman or a trans feminine person, like things that make you feel feminine are euphoria inducing. If you're cisgender man or or trans mask, things that are masculine are euphoria inducing. Uh, and I think that it's important to to center euphoria in these discussions because I think that uh, euphoria can be a lot more prescriptive. You know, traditionally dysphoria has been the 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 key, the the thing that you're looking for, and that's helpful because it's it's reportable in real time. If somebody's experiencing dysphoria, they they can they can report it. Whereas euphoria, if you're transgender and you haven't transitioned yet, the odds that you've experienced euphoria are pretty low. so it's harder to harder to identify in those situations. But it's very affirming. Like it's euphoria is an affirming thing. And as I talked about in my early transition, when I started to to experience those those moments of feeling more feminine, that euphoria was was the affirming, confirmation that I needed that, yes, this is the right path. This is like, I'm, this is the direction that I should go to make myself feel better. And I, and, and because of that, I feel like, that's why I feel that euphoria can be more prescriptive. And, you know, it just helps, I don't know. It helps you, like, when you feel you like when you've transitioned, you're living in your, your true gender. As opposed to your assigned gender, uh, you just you f- just feel alive. You just feel like you're actually alive for the first time. You and I talked about this before in one of our phone calls, maybe a month ago, about you know I live by myself. Yeah. And so when COVID hit, I was completely alone, and I was completely alone for a year and that kind of isolation is not healthy for anybody
1: oh but- no it's the
0: craziest <laughs> time what a, what a what a roller coaster of events hey oh my god the last fucking two years have been uh, insane insane <laughs>
1: insane fucking uh, making making your transition through a fucking pandemic isolating I yourself know. figuring it out on your own i guess to twitter is like where you'd fucking like go to reach out with other individuals and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But like going through that, like having, being able to go through that as difficult as it was being so completely alone for so long, as difficult as that was, the fact that I was able to do it as a woman, as my true gender, as my true self made it possible. Yeah. I I can't, I can't guarantee that I would even have been here if I was dealing with that, that kind of dysphoria and I didn't have any hope. Right. Right. Yeah. But you know, I would see myself in the mirror and I'm like, okay, no, this is fine. This is cool. I can do it. Right. Just one of those things.
1: So, so it does. I mean, so you did have, when you first cracked your egg, as the saying goes, yes, I, Mm -hmm. you did experience euphoria, but then you kind of fall in, struggling between the gender euphoria and dysphoria as the days go by
0: yeah if you think if you think about like uh like an eq like the dysphoria is like a low frequency and the euphoria is a high frequency and it was like real hot heavy on the low end at first and then it just kind of built and then that 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 balance shifted sure and now we're and now we're pretty much all treble hey all right you know, which you know, I, I should have referred to that because I like things that make you shake your ass. So you know, the bass, the low end is. is
1: <laughs> yeah, don't hate on the bass, doubt I, <laughs> I don't feel uh, I don't feel dysphoria when I'm
0: fucking bumping that bass. You know it, you know it. Fuck yeah. Uh, but yeah, this um, this framing I think is a lot more useful and a lot healthier to think about. Um, instead of instead of trying to identify dysphoria. Uh, think about the things that elicit euphoria in a trans person because those those it makes transition less of a thing that is like a problem that needs to be fixed and more aspirational it's a goal to be achieved it's something that you're working towards and I think that's a much healthier framing and it's it's good for cisgender people to think about it that way too because it, it helps you understand a little bit better like how to be how to be more supportive and how to help reinforce uh, you know a positive a positive view of yourself and sh- and share in the excitement and share in the journey uh, of you know stop not focusing so much on the negative aspects but instead looking ahead at you know the hopeful things
1: well that's that's it you know that's the whole point I mean it is a part of evolution there's a lot of old old you know I guess just hateful uh, ways of thinking that it still very much exists today and do I think we'll be alive for that beautiful utopia that we all know should exist I don't think so no but it's worth it's worth taking the steps to at least try to see it you know what I mean
0: well, I mean, that's the whole thing. We're here to move the ball forward.
1: Right. You know, right. Not- and, and as a cisgendered, you know, a, a, a cis hat, I mean, fuck. Like, I know. I shit. It's like, again, we talked about Ace Ventura, you know, and, and how when we were growing up, you know, being a trans uh, trans fan was a joke. You know, a woman in a dress it was a fucking joke. And, you know, still growing up now and, and moving the ball forward, you know, to break down that. That old stigma um, is is enlightening, in my opinion. I, I enjoy it and I am supportive of it. And I would love to see it because I'm fucking sick and tired of just people finding any old reason to just be an asshole. What the fuck are we doing?
0: Yeah, it it it's, it's hate is just irrational. It's it's ridiculous. And like it can feel a lot of times that you know we're taking steps backwards because you know, one of the things transphobia was a lot a lot more of a problem when we were kids but also we all kind of understood that nazis were bad and that doesn't seem to be the case yeah
1: yeah no you said it i mean uh fucking in order for the trans liberation and even like you said the the um black lives matter like black liberation it it all comes down to taking down white supremacy i mean that is it that is the root cause
0: it's the source of all of it it's the source of all of it. The idea, like misogyny, the whole idea of misogyny comes from uh, we, the white men, need to protect our women from the outsider, you know, these other races, black people, Hispanics, whatever it is. Illegals. And you look at yeah, illegals. you look at it's, it's all about we have to protect these women. So it does two things. it vilifies the outsider. It makes the other an enemy. and, it frames in your mind the idea that women are subservient and dependent upon men. It's all sourced out of white supremacy, all of it. And then if you think about trans, if you think about transphobia, it's the, it's kind of the source is kind of the idea that like one, there, is, there are only two genders. The gender binary is, is set in stone and it is immutable. If you are born with a penis, you are a man and that's just the way it is. And vice versa, if you're born with a vagina, you are a woman and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And those things cannot be changed. And you have to accept those roles. So if you are born with a vagina, you are subservient and you can't cross between. And anyone who does is a, di- is, a is a divergent freak, basically. You know, for lack of a better word, you yeah. are un you are are, are subhuman. You are less than, right. you are another, you are, yeah. ju- you are just another enemy.
1: Yeah, right, a variant.
0: Exactly, and, and when, you, when you have that type of a worldview, you can't stop. Even if you, every outgroup that you have, even if you expel all of them, and you have your tiny little enclave where everybody is the same, you will find differences among those that group and those differences will become points of hatred and you will have to drive those people out and you just drive people out and drive people out and drive people out until you are by yourself
1: right yeah so instead of establishing a community where everyone is accepted you're doing the total opposite
0: exactly <laughs> which is contrary which is contrary to our evolution we cannot survive by ourselves
1: correct correct and anybody who fucking says that is not true is an idiot there's just no way I mean, shit, Jeff Bezos flew himself in a dick rocket to space because (laughs) all of his fucking, all the people that he ripped off gave, you know, all the people he ripped off paid for it. So even, even he used them.
0: So fucking pissed off when he said that. Oh my God, I lost my goddamn mind.
1: Could you believe it? You guys paid for this, well, thanks. my it's like employees no shit, and asshole.
0: customers pay for this. Yes, we fucking know you, dickhead. Right. Oh my so, god. Hey,
1: I, you know, at least uh, he made it to space, right? But just that, uh, That's the thing.
0: No, he didn't. He didn't. He just went up really, really high. Right. He, I don't, he, he didn't even, ba- he barely made it out of the atmosphere. Yeah,
1: Jesus Christ. And he's
0: such a fucking clown.
1: What a uh, bag I, so-
0: I saw something, uh, Michael Beschloss, uh, he's like, a, he's a historian, he's a contributor on MSNBC, but I follow him on Twitter because he's got some like interesting little things like history, like history, things that he posts. <clears throat> sure. So everybody's like talking about Jeff Bezos. He just tweets out uh yeah on this day in 1969 man walked on
1: the moon (laughs) right right like dude you're not you're not breaking down any boundaries guy Right. like who the fuck do you think you are like you know and then i see and then i see uh elon musk he did raise a pretty good point where he's like look your government your government is just a corporation he's like you guys are bashing on us because we're corporate entities and you say the government should be you know um in charge of all this that and the there and he's like but your government is a corporation you know and you know what that mm. wasn't an invalid point it is uh, yeah. and so the united
0: states llc <laughs> i will uh i will say this well i'll say two things number one united states llc is actually a uh, a talking point and it's a a piece of the conspiracy theory of the um Uh, the sovereign citizens and if i i'm super into conspiracy theories i fucking those i I love conspiracy i love conspiracy weirdos sovereign sovereign citizens are the are the funniest they're the best uh but yeah that idea that the united states is is just a corporation they have a weird thing with like if you see any uh, a u.s flag with the gold fringe around it that's a flag of the corporation it's not a valid flag they're weird they're fucking weird (laughs) um but Uh, Elon Musk's point about how the government is a corporation and and corporations and government are just the same kind of thing. uh, That is a tenant of a certain uh, political ideology known as national socialism. So way to out yourself as a full on fucking Nazi, Elon Musk. Musk. Cool. Yeah. Cool, uh, man. Yeah,
1: he definitely is on that tip for sure.
0: And also he got all of his money from uh, slave labor at an emerald mine in South Africa. Yeah,
1: yeah fuck
0: right. that guy
1: right. all the time and yeah and that kind of goes circles back to the underlying point that we we're making is it is against evolution uh, to not work with one another and support one another those motherfuckers could end world hunger at the drop of a motherfucking dime yep. but instead they want to fly around and dick rockets all right guy
0: I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. So So, it
1: is this why this is good. Anyways, let's get together, break down the boundary of spirit. And and, that's
0: uh... right. And that brings us back to the point that I wanted to make now about what cis people can do with this knowledge, with this, this new framing of dysphoria and euphoria, Mm -hmm. uh, how you can do, how can, how you can use this to be a better ally and be more supportive of the trans people in your life. Like I said, we are super excited and every little victory, like when our, like when our boobs, like for trans feminine people, when our boobs get bigger for trans masculine people, when our, their muscles get bigger, uh, or they have a or like a trans masculine person gets top surgery and has their breast tissue removed. Like that's a victory. That's a win, man. And those are euphoria inducing and they, they deserve those moments deserve to be celebrated.
1: Oh, absolutely. For sure. So you you guys, the work the work you put in to to achieve it is is pretty magical in itself so i'll be fucking stoked
0: right and so like if you have trans people in your life talk to them about i mean if they're if they're okay sharing obviously but like talk to them about uh the things that give them euphoria talk to them about the positive aspects of transition what they're looking forward to uh what what they've achieved so far that 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 they're proud of and, and celebrate those things. So, you know, what it is that they uh, are looking forward to and what they, what they want out of their transition. So you can support them At, at the very, very least, if not help them get there, the very least be there for them to share in that joy, right? Because that's what we want. We want to share share it i talked last episode about when i was coming out and i would get a bunch of non-reactions and that's cool like i'm glad that i don't have to worry about you trying to kill me but like i'm i'm pretty excited like you could maybe i don't know buy me a beer or something
1: right it is a pretty (laughs) fucking huge deal i mean let's be real about it to make that plunge it's fucking courage yo. it's a very courageous move it is against the social norms and stigmatisms that we have Grown up with and hopefully fucking disappear one day. You hopefully. are on on that cutting edge. And you know what? To uh to the cisgenders out there that are listening, hang in there and support your trans homies because you are gonna catch shit. I've been catching fucking shit. Believe me. Fucking really, yeah, yeah. From, where? from fucking old friends from home, fucking just like, oh, what the fuck's this? What the fuck's this podcast? I'm like, yo, if you fucking listen and Yo, learn. You'll learn something. I'm not giving a maritime. Fuck that. I'm just saying support your homies no matter what. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'm stoked. I'm fucking proud. So Hell fucking yeah. as you should be. You fucking at me up. So I don't know. They like it's just going to happen. There's going to be people that try to fucking poke holes in it and tear and tear you up and fucking just be assholes right? they are just miserable with themselves. Fuck them. Don't give them any airtime. Don't let them get in your headspace. And just move forward and be stoked and be happy. Grab a fucking beer for your trans fam homie or your trans mask homie and fucking oh, get yeah. the fuck down. Throw some darts. Right? Friday yep. Friday night, date night, dark night, yo.
0: <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I, well, I, I say this all the fucking time. Like, my response to, you know, transphobes, people who got a fucking issue, people who want to, t- like, run their mouths, talk shit. I'm here. I fucking exist. Right. You can't stop that from happening. I right. win. I right. win. I already won. So, I don't know what your issue is, why you're still talking. You're I fucking lost.
1: That's, that's where you always got to land. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck do you care? What do you care? You know? Well, and what do
0: you, and what do you want? What do you, what do you want? You just want me to go away. You want me to not be here. Well, right. I'm not going anywhere. Right. So it's,
1: you. your, your path is not their path. It's not made for them. If they don't want to understand and fucking learn something and, and send love and light, then fuck them. You know, like stay in your little cubbyhole, hate yourself, hate your life you're fucking stoked on yours. I'm stoked on mine. Like I hope all of our listeners feel the same fucking way because it isn't going to go away and it's not going to stop. But right. here the fuck we are. Neither are we.
0: Exactly. Um, so that's what you can do with uh, the idea of like euphoria is be supportive of it and help help your Absolutely. trans, Absolutely. help the trans people in your life um, celebrate those moments. But it, like I said, dysphoria is real and it affects our lives on a daily basis And it's important to understand that, too. I want to be, like, the the most important thing that you need to understand is that dysphoria is not the same thing as just insecurities. Right? It is, it's like insecurities on fucking steroids. Like, if if insecurities took, like, fucking Hulk juice, right? That's (laughs) what it is. Whatever, like, you know, like, whatever made Bruce Banner into the fucking Hulk, that's what Dysphoria. That's what dysphoria got from, or that's what in- insecurities got to be dysphoria. Right, right,
1: right, right. I see.
0: It's not just that, like, oh, I don't like my teeth or, or like my hands are shaped fine. It's like, oh, my fucking earlobes make me a threat for, like, make me a target for death threats. Like, it's you, and it can create everybody experience, every trans person, everybody experiences dysphoria, experiences a little bit differently into varying degrees. Mine never really got that bad, but it can lead to self harm. It can lead to suicide. It can lead to a lot of psych- like deeper psychological issues, uh, substance abuse. It 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 fucks your fuck. It fucks your shit up, real bad. Yeah, and it's really important that people that that cis people understand that like if a trans person is is expressing something that they're dysphoric about, telling them not to worry about it isn't gonna help. Telling them uh, that it's not that big of a deal isn't going to help. You, you might not believe this because I started a podcast, but I still worry about my voice. And one of the and when I would talk to cis people about my voice, they'd be like, "Oh, well, your voice sounds fine. I like your voice." It's like, okay, but that's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is, do I sound like a man?
1: Because no. if I
0: sound because no. if I sound like a man, then I am opening myself up to a physical threat.
1: I don't know what. I guess maybe it was the you call that hrt is that right
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: um hormone replacement Replacement therapy therapy. got it okay so i am learning i'm one step by step i learned dude you Uh, are i'm really proud of you (laughs) (laughs) thank you um thank you for real uh but i mean from when i first met you in college to knowing you now i mean it's night and fucking day like i you you do have a very feminine sounding voice i know fucking afabs uh what would you like so as women cis women yeah cis women thank you i don't know why the i'm see there's a lot of terms you know get jumbled up in my stoner brain uh uh, but yeah so that's cis women that you definitely sound more feminine than. so don't fucking worry about that shit you know i mean like
0: well that makes me feel better
1: yeah no no doubt no doubt i mean um i wouldn't that's not something i'd fucking worry about but i understand the the concern in your dysphoria so go on sorry
0: right so like when when you're in the trans people in your life are, if a trans person in your life is is discussing something or expressing something that they're they're dysphoric about this might sound really shitty to say but like trying to make us feel better isn't really going to help a lot of times we just want to we just want to vent we're not looking for solutions because there isn't really a solution. We just need to talk it out. And, you know, really what you can do is just listen and internalize what it is that they're saying to you so that you can help them, you know, the same way that you can help celebrate euphoric moments and help, help encourage those, uh, you can use the knowledge of what makes your trans friends or family members dysphoric so that you avoid those situations. I was just using the example of of my voice. If you're out in public and your uh, trans friends suddenly start like starts getting really quiet, it may just be that they don't want to expose their voice huh. to, in in public, and just be understanding of things like that.
1: Yeah, because you know it also could be because they ain't got shit to say, you know. But it could be that too. But but if it's if it's the dysphoria, then I mean it's definitely something to be aware of, you know. Like, hey, why aren't you talking? Because I'm ashamed of. My voice, you know, like right. fuck, that's terrifying. I would hate to fucking be in that position.
0: Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's, you know, things that people, things that cis people never have to be scared of is uh, cl- clearing your throat in a public bathroom.
1: Really? Oh my god. Think about it. With that reverb, Jesus.
0: Think about it. Yeah, like yeah. I'm a trans fam I'm in a I'm in a bathroom, so I have to clear my throat. I don't know that the woman next to me isn't gonna try to fucking kill me because she thinks I'm a man
1: yeah but that's like that's just like a a human thing Is it like do you see now that's a a you thing because i don't (laughs) think anybody takes any fucking notice of that shit except for you yeah
0: but see that's that's what dysphoria is man it's related to like it's 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 related to depression and anxiety it doesn't make any sense it's 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 irrational and oftentimes it's a fucking liar
1: you think it'll ever get over it
0: I mean, there are things that you can do like, uh, you know, physical transition. I, I like my, a lot of my fit, a lot of the things that I was like physically dysphoric about, like about my physical body, I'm not dysphoric about anymore, but therapy, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, for sure. Finding. know finding the right group of people to surround yourself with and this is often this is why uh very often trans people tend not to interact with cis people very much and they look for they have almost exclusively trans friends because uh it's we don't want to have these i'm we're doing this because that's the point of the show and this was the idea that i had we don't want to talk about this all the time we don't have like we don't want to be everybody's fucking encyclopedia trans tanica. Like we, <laughs> we we just want to fucking live and be in the world as we are and just be accepted and understood that
1: sure. way right that's yeah. it i know i know and it's uh i mean i shit dude what one is it fucking and it's it is sad like you know like thinking transcendent like that you know yeah. like knowing we'll never see the end of it it's yeah. fucking sad. It makes me so bummed
0: out. I know. And I try not
1: to look too far into the future or even look too far into the past. You know, it's always good to oh, dude, I was just in the present listening.
0: moment. I just listened to Commons B this afternoon while I was working. That album is so fucking good.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, but the the very end of the title track, uh, Never Looking Back or Too Far in front, in front of Me, The Present is a Gift and I Just Want to Be. That's, oh, it. That's, that's it that's it that's I mean, it yeah
1: <laughs> fucking put that on my headstone <laughs> <out>. <laughs> for real i mean it's true though you know because it is what i say looking in the past is the ego right and yeah looking looking to the flicking all the way to the future is so overwhelming it, you know yeah. it could uh it could paralyze you it's crippling sometimes to think yeah. that to think that way and so yeah, you know, I, it's just nice to be here and do this and discuss these things and and understand them and um i'm here to support you either way dog for real i know i'm like kind of a bozo but you're coaching me through it you're getting me through it
0: dog. no you're doing good like i said you are i am probably i've seen i've seen progress from you in you know our fourth this is our fourth episode you're, you're getting it yeah
1: yeah i take I, notes I, I take notes i read I, them
0: <laughs> All right. So the last thing, I have one last thing that I want to um, present to okay. our to our cisgender audience. Okay. Think about those moments that give you euphoria. Think about what it is that gives you that feeling. What are the things that you're proud of, and what are some of the things that you're not proud of? What are some of the things that you're, or what maybe even better than that? what are some things that are not tri- like aren't traditionally considered parts of you know what your like your traditionally like gender expression like, that aren't traditionally female or male you know that things that you enjoy about yourself that aren't that don't fit into that that cis normative heteronormative binary that you enjoy examine those things and and ask questions about your own gender identity, and your own gender expression. You know, odds are, odds are really, really good that you're going to end up in exactly the same place that you started. But I think it's an extremely useful exercise in just self-exploration and and self-acceptance and just understanding yourself a lot more, um, just to to ask those questions. It's it's something that people don't consider. Uh, You know, we, in the in our culture have gotten a lot better about destigmatizing mental health and and destigmatizing therapy and introspection and and you know wellness in that regard. But we still questions about gender and gender expression and gender identity haven't really fit into that. And I think that they should be. I think it's a really good thing that everyone should do cis, trans, non-binary, whatever. The only, at the end of the day, the only thing that can happen is that you understand yourself more.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's fucking, it's a daily struggle. Every human being deals with it, you know? I mean, to, to deal with it on the level and spectrum that uh, the trans community deals with, um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm taking it day by day. I'm learning from you every fucking time we talk, you know? Even every time we re-li- I, I'll re-listen to the, to the shows, I'm like, damn. I didn't pick that up the first time, you know? Um, so it's good to work in progress. Everybody, you know, everybody out there listening. Um, it's good practice.
0: Definitely. Definitely. You know, it goes along with everything. Just add, add gender identity to your repertoire of, of, you know, self-inventory,
1: in- you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, fuck. <laughs> God, I mean, I wish I was taller, you know, that's not. <laughs> <my head. laughs> Do you I wish head. you were a
0: baller? You wish you had I a girl who looked good, you would call her? I
1: would. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny. When my grandma comes to visit me, she still picks me up and blows on my belly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing if I ever get down to Florida. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you totally fucking could. Right? <laughs> so I guess that's something that I'm dealing with, you know? <laughs> you know, so I get it. I get it. I get it. I like to be a, a, a a baller <laughs> with a, a fucking six four father, whatever.
0: <laughs> six four Impala. Come on, you yeah. know that.
1: No, no, it's six four father. I thought.
0: No, it's I'd rather I have a rabbit in a hat with a bat, a six four Impala.
1: No, six four father.
0: No, a six four Impala. Why does he want a six four father? He's the one genetics. Because genetics. Oh my, okay, I get that, <laughs> but dude, it's a '90s rap song. They all want a six four Impala. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking it up.
1: It's 6-4 Father, I'm telling you.
0: 6-4 Impala.
1: All right, Impala, fine, leave it at See, that. See, I told you, I told you. All right.
0: On that note, we got to wrap this up. Yeah. Ah, uh, All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I promised that I wouldn't spend the entire episode talking about myself this time, and I didn't. So yeah. <laughs> uh, We are on Twitter, as always. Uh, the show is at Cis Education Pod. I am at Betsy Bell. Rob is at Swiss with an L. That, yep. a, that, that I is an L. Uh, we are also on Reddit. Rob set that up today. Uh, what's the what's the Reddit?
1: Cis Education Podcast. It is the full word podcast, opposed, okay. to, opposed to the Cis Education Pod, which is our email. And if you have any questions uh, for Betsy or myself, uh, ciseducationpod at gmail.com is the spot.
0: Yeah, and we also are on Facebook now too. So we're um, at sis Education Pod on Facebook. Capitalize the P on Facebook. For some reason, I couldn't get it to work. For the lowercase P is one word. So sis Education Pod, capital P. Remember that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's everything. Thank you again, everybody, so much. Remember to rate and review and subscribe and tell all your friends. Uh, we will be back next week. Everyone, bye.
1: Yo, take it easy.